is Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, so this week's episode of Always Aggravated, an old friend rejoins us. He kicked off the podcast way back when, i.e. like, I don't know, seven months ago. Yahoo Sports' Dan Wetzel is back. We talk about the Final Four before he jaunts off to the Masters. A fun airplane story, and yes, something that really pissed me off before we recorded this. But sit back and enjoy. It's a really nice conversation. All right, so I know I'm supposed to, this is supposed to be all Elite Eight, Final Four stuff, college basketball, but I, I, I'm starting in a different direction because I am massively pissed off about something else. Uh-oh. I, I, I think it's an epidemic, Dan, uh, in this country. It's something people don't want to talk about. I know David will judge me because he's the religious compass of this show, but I have to be, we have to ban old people at grocery stores. Uh- <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm I was not wondering fu- where this was headed. Uh, no, I'm not fucking with you. I've had it. They are a goddamn menace to society in all phases of grocery shopping. The checkbook. Angry. The checkbook. No, it's at the time of taping right now. This is Tuesday afternoon. I'm still angry from this morning. I'm still pissed off. Was it a lady, old lady writing a check? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the one that gets me. We're in the line and it's a check. No, it's a cumulative. Personal check. It's a cumulative behavior. They terrorize the parking lot because they can't fucking drive. Okay, we should ban people over the age of 70 from driving. That's one. Two, a lot of these people I see at my local grocery store, and I'm not going to say the name of the place, they require a chaperone because they're too decrepit to actually walk through the aisles. So now you're doubling down on the amount of people that are in the goddamn grocery store. They take forever and a day while they're staring at a can of tomato paste like the brand matters, and you're blocking the aisle. You're (laughs) bottlenecking it. You're turning it into the 405 in Los Angeles. Then, then, that this is the worst part. And this has happened now three times in a month to me, and I get angry about it. <laughs> Stop bitching about what stuff costs. You picked it up. The label was right there. You made a conscious decision. Unless the dementia's kicked in, you're now at the, you're now at the counter. It's wrong. Don't argue about what it costs. Don't do that. Three times this morning, I had had no. I'm not because we we won't get to the final four if I don't. I'm get fine. Off my I, let's chest. do this. I got a few things. I I sat there and I try to be nice. I held the door for a woman. She didn't even say thank you. You son of a bitch. She's <laughs> she, the woman's on an oxygen tank. She should be thankful for every breath. Held the door. Can't waste breath no, talking not, to you. Nothing. But then you're walking through the aisleways and these people are absolutely oblivious. Old people are like pretend cell phone talkers. You know the cell phone people in the market? Because they just have important calls, right? When I'm in a market, it's like supermarket sweep. You remember that show, David? Yeah, I love that show. Danny, I quirk, know you do. Quirk, I know. Quirk, yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm clotheslining turkeys off the shelf. Yeah. I'm in, I'm out. Beep, ba, boop, ba, beep, out, done. Cell phone guy. This is entertainment for these guys. They got nothing going on. No, but that's my point. Going the old the market's people, like a couple hours. The yeah. old people are like cell phone guy without yeah. the cell phone. Yeah. Now, they might be talking to the sky or they think their kid's next to them because they're out of their minds. This lady, I'm not kidding. I ran into the grocery store for three items this morning. This lady paying no goddamn attention hits me with her car. Oh, boy. Now, you got look, whiplash. You all right? No, no, no. It's not about that. <laughs> This is what I can't stand with old people. And we talked about this in, I think it was a Thanksgiving special. Old people think they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> they can burp at the table. They can fart at the table. They can fall asleep. They can demand things from, give me another diet, will you? Huh? No, but at the grocery store, you think this woman would have said, oh, excuse me, Sonny, 
or here. I don't care. Call me an asshole. Nothing. Hits me. Tough out there. Moves the cart and goes right in the next. I go. Where are you shopping? What the? Where are you shopping? I'm not telling you. I'll tell you off air. That's <laughs> uh, a local place, and you I live think local. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. I I'll write I, it I down. I think I know where you shop. All right, well, go ahead. Well, Kroger. They should be banned. Well, look. All right, here's my thing. Got a couple. The perpendicular cart in the aisle. This is simple, people. Okay, keep your cart pointed in the direction. No three-point turns. No, si- It's sideways. Where are you going with this thing? You're going to crash it into the tomato sauce? What are you doing? Okay. Two, yes, the, 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 the price person. I thought that cost 89 cents, and it's seven, it's 99. And then the ladies got uh, price check, and we got the whole, the whole operation stops over a dime. I'm like, can I just pay your dime? I'll put it on my tab. I'll buy her the can of tomato. And then the, the personal check coupon. <laughs> The coupon people. Wait, I got a coupon for they got books. And then the personal check. Come on. 2019. Okay. Uh, The checks. This is not. ATM cards are not a new invention. You can get a debit card even if you're 80 years old. No, it's it's awful. I just, again, the parking lot, they affect every. Why why can't we just set up? This is where everyone's making. How about 700 handicap spots, too? Well, right. But they still can't park. But they're all empty because there's a couple. All right. Yeah, we're all in favor of a handicapped person getting right in there. But, like, it's just rows of them. Well, there should be old people spots. <laughs> and then they just leave their cart in the spot. They should have, Old like, people should be farther away. They got plenty of time. Well, next to the handicapped spots, they should have the old pain-in-the-ass spots with, like, a coffin <laughs> painted on the ground. You can't do that, because then I'm parking way in the back, because we have too many old people I already the store. Am. David, have you ever seen these old people navigating the parking lot of the grocery store? <laughs> yes, I have. It's a fucking I, joke. I think it's our problem. I think we're just too too impatient. Bullshit. We're in a hurry, oh. and they're just taking their time because that's Whatever. their day. That's their day. It's like Tuesday morning. But I have to go to the here, market. my point. We're you want your now. fruity pebbles, and you want them quick. I well, get it. Let's face it. I'm talking to Dan before the show. I know his discontent with Yahoo, and I know how we feel about our company. We all want out. Why don't we make an app? And it doesn't cater to anyone else but decrepit old people who insist on shopping at the grocery store. And we set up senile grocery delivery. They already got that. Nah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about just for them. We undercut the competition. Mm. We just go with them. I just want to get old people out of the store. If you're young, you got no reason to have your groceries delivered. Go to the grocery store. Be an adult. Go do your shopping. The old people, we got to get them out. You're never going to make money. <laughs> You're never going to make money. They get the cheapest stuff. I hate to say it, but that's a dying industry. They're dying. I'm sorry. So it won't last long no, because they're, they're not. dying. They're not because we keep pumping people full of all these medicines. Everyone's <laughs> living until they're 90 now. I think I would have been better served in like the 1700s when everybody was dead by 40. <laughs> of like jaundice or, or, or the Black Plague. Now everyone lives too you long. Should be an anti-vaxer then. That could have been your thing. Nah, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> my, uh, my, when we moved my grandmother out of her house in Queens, New York, she was in New York, and uh, she'd go to the market every week and buy, you know, her stuff, and uh, that would include like a big old bottle of like Dewar's, right? Perfect. Right. She she was a drinker, so at the end she starts getting senile or whatever and forgetting, and finally all right, we got to get her out of there and get her into a home. So my dad and I go down there, and uh, we're going through the kitchen, and like you go in the fridge, and there's all of a sudden there's like there's like 
eight boxes of eggs, right? You keep buying the eggs and then forget to cook them and all that. Ugh. But then we open up the the thing and it has like there are like fifteen huge bottles of doers. In the <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she kept buying it every week. My dad goes, she spent her whole life drinking to forget, and then one day she forgot to drink. <laughs> Jesus. You know what it pisses me off more than this? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Bruce Pearl. Bruce, <laughs> you wanna, Bruce Pearl makes you angrier than the lady that delayed your Fruity Pebbles. Nah, I don't. Uh, fruity Pebbles, what am I, 12? No. I, don't I just know. I feel there's no what, comic what did courtesy. you? What were you trying to get today? That What was the meal you wanted? No, I needed eggs, I needed peanut butter, and I needed milk. Okay. Simple. Like, literally one of those, like, zombie yeah. apocalypse runs to the grocery yeah. store. I happen to be out of three primary items in my life. <laughs> All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. D Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness. And as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. On the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D. Go to that chalet upstairs. It ain't nothing better. Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's a damn good time there's really no other way to put it and again the d has everything you need you're not going to spend a ton of money on the room take that money and go do fun things with it do what sully does make a bunch of losing basketball bets or well or for sully fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino the bottom line the d's got it all they got the sports book they got the long bar they got it all check it out the d.com to book your stay today it's the d.com the d las vegas and as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. <laughs> Yesterday, ESPN opens up the Noon Sports Center, which obviously is like the overnight graveyard shift if you have no talent at ESPN. But they open it up and, oh, you know, Michigan State, for the first time since 2015, they were also accused of wrongdoing by an OTL report, and they got dropped by a couple of shitty teams the last couple of years, and Tom Izzo was criticized for yelling at players, but congratulations to getting to the Final Four. A, what the hell is ESPN's problem here? Because it's clearly personal with Michigan State. But B, if you're going to do that, how do you not go down to fact and go, hey, you see that sweaty dirtbag Bruce Pearl? He's a scumbag. And here's his resume. How, how does that not happen? Help me, Dan. You don't work for the four-letter. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's because it's their report. All right, get out. It's their report. So they're going to hype up their outside-the-line report. What relevance? I agree. None. None. relevance? Zero. Zero. It comes There's across no, as personal. said a million times about college athletics. There's no white hats and black hats. They, it's, it's what they always wanted to do. CBS and the little piano music and, you know, Jim Nance and, oh, this program's great and this program isn't. Right? And I found out This the is song. Duke and this is UNLV and we know who's who. Now, they're all gray. I found out the song to the Masters had, had words yesterday. Really? I never knew that. What are the words? Well, I couldn't fucking tell you. I was in shock when I heard the words, but uh, Sully played it on our, our base show here in Detroit. Wow. And I went... What is this, like a, a DJ Khaled remix? He goes, no, the well, song never, is words. You never nope. hear it during the Masters, but it actually does have, uh, yeah, lyrics to it. No idea. Yeah, the artist is Dave Loggins. Name of the song is Augusta. Kenny Loggins? I'm sure thinking. Is no. it really Augusta's the name of the song? That is the name of the song. <laughs> That's his uh, last he wrote it, brother. He wrote it while he <laughs> was on the, the 14th Frank goal. Stallone. 
<laughs> the Loggins family. <laughs> no, but, but help, help me out with all right. So, all right, go ahead. so I'd say that uh, I don't. I have no idea. Why? It's like here's the thing that okay. Got all these scandals, right, in college sports. Yeah, Bruce Pearl's been a part of them. Right. Every, yeah, we got everybody's in part of them. The ratings are up. People don't care. They just want to watch the ball game. Have been arguing this forever. And see, we would lose our television audience if we start getting the players any money because this would, it would change the relationship. No. People want to watch Zion Williamson play basketball. They want to watch these kids play. It was great Elite Eight. No one, You're not sitting there in the last minute going, oh, I wonder what uh, Cam Reddish's AAU guy got. Or, you, you know, like, this is it. Let them play. So I don't know why why they're on that. I, I, Pearl will get Pearl gets beaten up plenty on his stuff. Where? He gets stories Where? written about him. Somebody no, wrote a column the other day. USA Today had something. What? I watch it all the we time. You got to read the nation's newspaper. Uh, please. You're watching ESPN. No. Pearl is a very colorful guy. No, they never no. really got He's him. A That's shyster. the thing. They never really catch him. First of all, first he had of a all, barbecue for Aaron Kraft. Like uh, <laughs> snitches get stitches. He ratted out Jimmy Collins. Well, that's not necessarily a negative. He was trying to police. He was on the... No, he wasn't. He was a butthurt scumbag, and he turned Jimmy Collins in. What was the kid's name? Darren Thomas? Dion. Dion Thomas. Go Dion look Thomas. that up, kids. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, look, then... Secretly I, recorded Dion Thomas. I think there's more reason... Exactly, a good guy. I think there's definitely reasons he didn't get a, head, a D1 head coaching gig for a decade. Then he got... Look... The Tennessee thing, I'm sorry. There's more to it than, than just a barbecue for Aaron Kraft. He wants you to believe that. Of course, there's more. Well, and then Auburn. Is anyone going to talk about how, like, the FBI's living down there? Chuck Person? Any, anyone want to discuss these things? I haven't heard a peep about it. But they shit can Izzo at every turn. Yeah, you're just going to have to you're gonna have to persevere with this media bias against Michigan State. Probably Izzo gets plenty of nice praise, too. No, I, I just but look, I, that outside the lines report I was not a huge fan of. I mean, obviously, there's a lot... It was garbage, and so it was old news that was repackaged in a salacious manner. Some of it was ridiculous. Like, what was the one where one of the football players, like, well, like ten years later, they found out something. It was like it was revealed ten years later. Like, okay, well, what what exactly you want Mark D'Antonio to do? The dude's thirty-one years old now. Get get back here, run some stadium steps. You come (laughs) back here right now, and I'm going to shoot you. I was like, okay. It was like somebody broke in. So his girlfriend's eight track or something like there's a cassette tape got busted. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's uh Boy, I tell you guys, he's clamming up a little bit with the SPN well, here. You worried about some friendships or no, what's going on? What do you want me to say? I don't know what I don't know what your report is. Should I, they I want you I, to my thing. I would report on none of it. That, they don't thank care. You. Thank you. That's my thing. I just said nobody cares. Who cares what Bruce Pearl did at Tennessee? Why, are you, why are you wearing a Memphis sweatshirt today? Why you aren't you me? wearing a Memphis sweatshirt? <laughs> Expl- <laughs> what are you supporting more dirty coaches? You want to tell me Penny Hardaway just happens to have a great Penny. personality? Little leave, Penny. Leave Penny alone. Little oh, oh, Penny. You mean Penny who had one of the most powerful AAU teams in now the South? Now he's got them all going to Memphis. Now he's got them all going to Memphis. Uh, yeah. They're doing what they need to do in Memphis. That's, Memphis has never shied away from its willingness to do whatever it takes. Memphis is a great city. Dirty you ever been program, to Memphis? Dirtier program all time. You ever been time. to Memphis? Yeah, once. It's, uh, somebody it's described Memphis as this. Like, you know how there's good parts <laughs> of living in, like, a big city, and then there's bad parts, like, yeah. okay, and then there's good parts of living in the country, and then there's, like, peace and quiet or something, and then there's bad parts, like, just total dysfunction, things don't work, and so Memphis is the worst of both the city and the country. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Isn't it? Isn't it? But it's that's what makes it great. Like, you know, you're like you're in some bar at five in the morning, but they don't have like fire uh 
Yeah, like if this place torches, we're all dying. Like I don't think anybody checked best, on the best view of Memphis <laughs> is in your rearview mirror when you're ah, leaving. It's a great city. Uh, I, I was there for a minute and then I drove to Oxford, Street, Mississippi, which is a block and a half. That's right. We flew down there together. Yes, yes. I got you, I got Mike. To, we we show up at an air. Uh, I'm flying to Ole Miss. Was I flying? Old? I don't know. You we were. No, no. We were on a flight together to yes. Memphis, so we sat next to each other. Plane. And I made him get a drink at like 9.15 in the morning. No, but hold on. <laughs> That's the way you do it when you fly. Yeah, yeah we're like, on. well, let's get a, cause we never drink together. Let's Here's get what one. Dan's leaving out. This is the best part. I remember this. Dan was going down to one of these great Gadsby parties. Like one of these unbelievably <laughs> private Southern invite only. I believe it I was. I can't speak to that. I can speak to. Wasn't it Hunter S. Thompson? Right, Thompson. Whatever it was. <laughs> Listen, Hunter S. Thompson's dead. Whatever. <laughs> no one remembers. The point is, he, he he sits next to me on the plane. And he goes, ah, "Listen, you know, I, I I don't know if I can get you guys in, but uh, I did. I got you guys in. I got a private. You didn't show tonight. up. We were. I'm you sorry. You didn't show up. I, had a group I, of, never, I was I babysitting never. eight guys. You didn't show up. The guy had a pizza. He got rented a pizza oven and everything. It was fantastic. Yeah, the guy's got a mansion in Oxford. <laughs> Writing must be the dude, right business. There was a dude out in the parking lot. Like, what kind of pizza you want? I'll make you any kind of pizza you want right now. It was like, this is all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like Flushing Queens outside of a Mets game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, here, here's my question. Yeah. Best Elite Eight ever? Quality of games? I thought it was fantastic. All four games. Any comparative? I don't know. I'd have to really look back. But, I mean, I don't know how much better you can be. Was it two overtimes? Every game to the final thirty seconds, the the Purdue game was just. I love games where you see an ending you haven't seen before. Okay, I, I and and I'd never seen that ending, the tip ball, the the epic pass with one second, like knowing how much time. Like I've seen the buzzer beater, and those are great, but I, I you know, I, I, it's like. Uh, like when Michigan State beat Michigan on the block kick, like I was like, that's awesome. I've seen the hail mary, and mm-hmm. it's exciting, but. I never saw this like a block punt for the touch. So I love games when you when you haven't seen an ending like that, and uh, you know, and then and then Duke going down finally, uh, not surviving a third time. I mean, I just thought it was all around good ball, and they were good games. You know what I was surprised about most was when Auburn lost to David. I butcher his name every time. Coochie uh, Chuma. Oh, Kiki. Why do I keep calling him Coochie? Here's the point. Here's the point. When they lost him, I go, okay. They're done. They're done. They emotionally rally, and to eliminate Kentucky, it was like, can we get the sleaziest matchup possible? (laughs) The only way it would have been better is if UNLV was playing Auburn or something. But it's like... Auburn, Kentucky, and you're just rooting for there to be somehow a tie where they both lose. Right, right. But I was shocked that Auburn beat Kentucky at their own game. Didn't run, slowed it down, and and just— Kentucky was brutal in that game. Brutal. I mean, all they had there's just throw it to P.J. Washington, which isn't a bad strategy necessarily, but you got to come up with more than that. They're giving up—I mean, there was only two guys on Auburn who could score. Right. What was it, Bryce Brown and uh, Harper? Yeah, Harper and Brown. And then, I mean, they did, like, leave a kid wide open on the final shot, so they did a good job there, and he missed the open three. because I mean, there was two guys that could score, but Kentucky— it was just a weird team. Like it, it just all broke down at the end. They weren't running good plays. It was just basically PJ Washington's got to do something. He's a hell of a player, but see, that's where I just don't think Cal. I, you know what I view Cal as? Cal is like better looking, better dressing Roy Williams, and I don't think either does a lick of coaching. 
Yeah, I think they get the best players. They roll the ball out there. It'll do some yelling. Roy's well dressed. Roy's well dressed, but yeah, he doesn't coach at all. And listen, this podcast still has limits. But <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I, I, hey, what's up, guys? Sully here, and want to talk to you about our good friends, of course, over at Copper Craft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. They got a ton of stuff going on right now. I'm sure you've seen them in the news. They're taking over the right field at Comerica Park, and they're expanding a lot, guys. It's just proof that you need to try Copper Craft. If you haven't tried them yet, go out, give them a try, whether it's at your local bar or restaurant, your local liquor store, your local retail store. Try Coppercraft gin, vodka, bourbon, whiskey. They got whatever you'd want, and they're absolutely killing it right now. It's worth just checking out. I've I've tried it a bunch. I've given it to my friends. Everyone likes it. Try Coppercraft. They're over in Holland, Michigan. And, of course, you can check them out online at coppercraftdistillery.com. They're all over social media, too, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just take a look at Coppercraft online. That's Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. Give me the top three frauds in order. Top three. Not how they recruit, not how they fundraise, not how much Dickie V will juggle their plums. The Dan Wetzel. <laughs> well, because Vital's three a fraud. worst coaches the in college. Three Russell? best worst coaches who fans perceive to be Hall of Fame legends but are actually know-nothing hucksters, according to Yahoo Sports' Dan Wetzel. <laughs> I don't know if three. I got three. No, no, you're coming up with three. I don't think I got three. I know, my, I, I, my this podcast, is some rules. serious thinking. Well, sure. I'm, I'm a guest. I'm here all you day. You know, you treat me like an old lady at the damn supermarket. <laughs> no, I treat you like a friend of 15 years. That's what I treat you like. <laughs> Look, uh, Come on. I would love to see... Is, I'll, let me rephrase this. I would love to see these guys coach... At a play, I'd like to see Roy, Roy Williams. Me is number one. Okay. I would love to see Roy Williams coach when he's only coached Kansas and Carolina. Like I want to give him, give him some team. Yeah, go to Nebraska. Yeah, give him some team. Like you know, like Larry Eustacey. Right? Oh my God! Right, total which, nutcase. Which version? Right, all versions. <laughs> the by by day coach by Even night. When he went sober parties, but as much as he would, things would get. You give him a team, yeah. like, hey, Southern, he'll get you 20. You're going 20 and 10. He did it with Colorado, Colorado State, State, whatever team you give him, Northern Arizona, he is going to win 20 games. Now, they may not make a big run in the tournament. No. They may not do this. But you put a team together, they usually win some games. And, like, so I always respect those guys, even though they're, you know, it's, it's some kind of mayhem, a disaster. And that's the same thing with Pearl. Like, Pearl... Give him a team for a little while. He's going to win. You realize we're vacating all these wins. Oh, it's going to happen. Dude, LSU was in the... <laughs> <laughs> Coach is on a wiretap. <laughs> right. You know, so I kind of like those guys that just, you can scrap it. Because you just wonder, right? So you go... It's hard to coach mid-major basketball. You can't just sit there and go, my system is I have an NBA point guard mm-hmm. to run a, a fast break, <laughs> and I got a 6'11 guy who can run the lane. And I, Well, yeah, it's great if you got all that. And if you're at Carolina or something, you can just find those guys pretty much. Like, I respect it. Okay, so Roy Williams, number one, and there's no argument. I, I don't believe Roy Williams actually coaches. Calipari used to be able to coach. Now, at UMass, that job was a dead end. Right. That job was one of the worst jobs in college basketball. Oddly enough, it's gone back to being that way. At one point, there was coaching. I argue now he is better at getting kids to the NBA and showing up in the green room and dressing beautifully than he is coaching. I don't get the coaching when I watch Kentucky. I don't think he is an in-game coach in any way. 
Like, I don't think he's a good in-game coach. I do think he is good at, as you said, motivating, and that is part of it, right? Great CEO. Great CEO. The players love him. Good-looking guy, can right. recruit, good talker, will do right. the interviews. Again, Dickie V will juggle your plums till the right. end of time. And that's part of it. Okay. Players love him, so I don't, but like, yeah, last five minutes of a game. No way. You know, that's not his thing. Now, he'll get you there, but he's good at finding guys and getting them to do roles. I think we talked about this when I was on the show. Uh, you know, the one and done, you fill a, te- fill a team with one and dones, it seems easy. It's not. It's not. And, and and I think that's what Duke, you look at Duke and you go, okay, you, you can sit there and go, oh, Coach K doesn't know how to coach. Okay, if Coach K is not a good coach, who's a good coach? Well, hold on. He's got five titles. He, he won when they didn't have all the advantages. He's well, won. Two things. A, are we putting Calipari in your top three for us? See, this is, the, this is see, your 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 blanket statements and just out. I, I mean, I don't know if he's a fraud because he. I think in the last five minutes of a game, I would not consider him a good coach. Then he's a fraud. Well, but the other the, no, 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 we're not. Everything cons- else, he's good. But what did I say to you at the start of this? We're not considering everything else. We're considering you have a killer job. You get the best players in the country. But the dirty secret is you're not a good in-game coach. At the end of the game, he's not a good coach. Okay. I think he's good. In, I think he's good until that last. So, we've seen that. Like he didn't think to foul. Right, they didn't. They didn't execute the foul when all, all in Memphis. Cal's in the top three. Right. Okay, so we got Roy Williams one. Cal is either two or three. We'll get to number three in a minute. You brought up Coach K. This is something I didn't understand. How on God's green earth do you not draw the last play up for Zion, being that he's a walking end one? How do you end up? You know Barrett in the last minute of games on these set plays by Shashevsky, oh for nine yeah. this year. Yeah. Explain that. What is that decision there? You mean to tell me? Well, I think he likes Barrett because he can create something, right? Oh, Zion can't? Well, look at it, it, all almost all college coaching. It, 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 the end of these games is they throw it to. It, 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 to me, it was like the Michael Jordan effect. They get it to Jordan, and he'd create a shot. And so they would just start giving it to whoever their little two guard is, who could who could take somebody off the bounce and shoot this fall away three, and nobody was running plays to the basket. And you watch the Spurs, you know, and they run something to the basket. And that, and it, so occasionally you see it and you're almost shocked that anybody did anything other than Jacob. So I think they just want put the ball in Barrett's hands. He'll create something, maybe drops it down. That's the play. I, I'd i clear out, get it to Zion. I would go to Zion, Zion, Zion. I would throw Correct. the ball. I mean, he's not only is he going to score, he's going to foul everybody out. I don't think he did a great job this year. Their hot take, radio take. I don't think Coach K did a great job. You entered the season with the top three picks in the NBA yeah. draft. Reddish got nothing this year. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Got Reddish, out of Reddish. Reddish killed his stock. He goes to the draft out of high school. He's probably a top five pick. I think what you see now, is he's Red- not a top fifteen. Reddish isn't wasn't the third best player in the country. No. So part that's the other thing with the one and done. You get okay. I got five kids. They're all ranked in the top ten. Well, two of them really aren't that good. Like Reddish, Barrett, and Zion. Absolutely. They ended up being better than Reddish I Reddish is probably like the 35th best recruit. Right. Okay, so now you have over-expectations on you, too, and how do you deal with that? And how do you take a kid like Cam Reddish, who you all of a sudden, at some point, must realize, you're not the third best player in the country. You're not. Really. I now have to convince you, your dad, your AAU coach, and all that, you're playing a role. You're going to the side on this. We're not just, this isn't a three-headed monster anymore. And that's that's the challenge for these guys on how to coach it, and I think it's 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 interesting to do. And I think, like I thought, Izzo struggled with that last year when he had 
Oh God! Sort of his NBA guy. Like he had, he had as close as he's going to have. To this that. is your revenge, isn't it? We're going to talk about last year. This you is want redemption. Me to you want me to relive revenge? Syracuse? It's redemption. Okay, I, I didn't think he had a great year. I think this is the best coaching job Izzo's done at least since 2005. Agree. This team is fantastic. It is. It is the sum of its parts. He's maximizing what he's got. Well, he's also he's evolved. He, I think. Yeah, I think, and I think Winston's evolved. I think Winston does a lot of it for him. Who's the comparative for him? A, a small, seemingly unathletic guard who you can't keep from getting his shot. What is it, Andre Miller? Maybe young, not not fat, old Andre Miller. I mean, Andre Miller at Utah, who is a demon. Who's the comparative? Man, that is a good. Andre Miller is a pretty good choice. There. Well, I'm paid to ask good questions. I think I don't know. I mean, you throw some weird ones. I mean, we go from grocery stores to the. Um, I'm going to send me this ocean, store, store uh, show notes. I don't know, but that's he can't. You can't keep him out of the lane. And you can't stop that floater. And, he, and here's what I love about Winston. Winston will get in the lane, try a floater, and get absolutely swatted, completely humiliated on some play. Yeah, doesn't affect him. Yeah. Next time down, I'm coming back. Yeah. It's like watch a, this. I'm going to yep, do it off the wrong yep. foot this it's like time. A, it's like a slugger who strikes out. No problem. I'm getting four at bats here. I'm coming back up, and I love that about him. And I, I think that combination. Um, you know, you even see the, the whole overblown, you know, Izzo's yelling at players, like, who who gets right in mid- Winston? I'll, let me handle it. I'll, you know, like, to have that leadership. This is what Tom just, like, this is Tom. Oh, my God, I have see, I, leadership. It's all he wants, right? I blame you for this. Yeah. Well, that's... because you're a part of the established media. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. You are one of these media journalists. Yeah. I thought, and we were in Vegas doing the show. And I, I mean, you you can ask Sully. I punched the table when I saw the Deadspin piece. I was livid. The Drew Do I write for Deadspin? Mm. No, but you're a part. Who got criticized in the Deadspin piece? Did you? Yes. Yeah, yeah you didn't read it. No, no, I blacked out. I once, got ripped by Deadspin. Once they called and him a dickhead. it's my fault. I, once, yeah, they, you know, once they called him a dickhead, I blacked out. I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was reading. I believe I was called a dickhead in there, too. Really? Yeah. Take me through that. Well, let's see. I don't know. Yeah, pull that up. No, my point is, that was all PC police. I don't think the average fan felt that way. I think that was the media not. trying to carry a narrative. It was embarrassing, though. Why can't you fix your media brethren? The scribes of America. Uh, I don't know. They, they, they. There's this like. Here's the thing. Like you can be. It's like everything in this country. They don't. Nobody wants to have any context or nuance. Huh. It's like huh. you can be in the favor of saying I think players should be able to go pro right out of high school. I think players should get a cut of the action, and it's also okay if a coach yells at a player. You, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like my point on that whole thing was. If Izzo was being abusive behind the scenes, that's different. That's different. But this is the exact same guy you watched coach for twenty years, so you had to know that this is how you're going to be treated on the court. Did you did you see the piece? And I I know you don't like uh, giving any shine to anyone else because you're an egomaniac. But did you see the piece <laughs> in, in the Free Press, the Nolan Finley column? Oh, didn't I think oh, I did? Oh my! Okay, it's the news, isn't he on the news? Finley? No, well, it doesn't matter. Both papers are going out of business. It doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> the point is, he wrote a piece, 
And and it was like saying bomb on an airplane. He put the words Nasser and Izzo in the same sentence. Right, right, right. Then he goes, I've never spoken to Tom or covered him. And it was this, the psychological damage can stick with you for you. From what? Being coached? Right, right. I mean. That was, that was the dead spin thing, too. We all know that it's hard. To uh, you know how you deal with it. It's like yeah, no, yeah. you 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 seek that out. Yeah, it's, twenty minutes later, Aaron Henry decapitated LSU with the best game of his life. I don't know. I'm right here. I get called. You got Here's called. Yeah, who's Dan Wetzel? Sharing you, this is all quite normal. Boring, even. I don't know. They didn't call you a dickhead, though. They did not call me a dickhead. Well, I know Drew. He's he's a good guy. Finally, the days are getting a little longer around here. Put those extra hours of sunlight to work by saving you more money. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty, allowing you to own your power, not just rent it from the power company. As an official partner of the Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field and Allen Park, and they seek to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com or give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power, own it with help from PowerHome Solar. I covered the whole Nasser thing. Like, it drives me crazy and people are like, well, this Larry Nasser. Uh, was in the athletic. De- he was not in the athletic department. He Correct. was a doctor who had an office in one corner of of this massive campus. It's not like they were sitting down at the right. w- break room every day. Correct. Grilling burgers on Friday night together. And even then, how would you know? And what they don't mention, and this is not absolving the people at MSU who are guilty. I'm not saying that. It's kind of an bit of anecdotal evidence you may want to add to this. This dude was Ted Bundy level of sociopath. He fooled everyone. He fooled USGA. He fooled the Olympic teams. He fooled the police twice. He fooled parents in the room. In the room. He's the the worst guy I've ever seen. I mean, he was the store. I sat through every one of those uh, except for one afternoon. I sat through every one of those victim statements. They were unbelievable. And you just like I don't know how, you know, there were ways to stop him. People failed along the way. No denying. But the idea that everyone's just sitting around going, oh, that's Larry. He's just. No, they act like like Izzo and D'Antonio were working the front desk at at NASA and Associates. They never even heard of him. Like, okay, you want to be, you want to be held to that standard? So if you work someplace, like you just live in a city of 50,000 people Mm -hmm. and somebody in the city does something, you're supposed to know. Dan, Dan. I work work in an office of like 200 people. I can't stand 196 of them. (laughs) I mean, again, let's let's circle this back to the final four because now we're deep diving. All right, take me through the final four. Does Auburn have any shot at Virginia? I don't think Auburn can win this thing because... They're, you know they don't have their best player. The and David, motion. what's his name again? Chumo Okiki. Okiki. Closer. No, I think Virginia wins that. I what think, is Virginia? I don't know. I hate watching them, so I, I can't tell you I watch them. Oh, I'm so glad he said it. I'm I, so glad he said me, it. Uh, you know, no, you don't love real basketball. No, that ain't sorry. real basketball. You know what that I is? I like dunks. I'm sorry. Virginia's like a Virginia. <laughs> like Russell Westbrook. I'm <laughs> yeah. Virginia's a shittier version of the 4 Pistons. Uh, Virginia. It's a crime against basketball. It's just like, why would I watch that? 
Like people are like, oh, there's the way they execute. You know, remember that old thing like John Wooden would say, oh, I like watching uh, women's basketball better because the passing and spacing is, well, you know what? That's oh boring. God. Passing and spacing is boring. How did, I don't want to watch it. I'm sorry. John, I'm an idiot. Call did, me an idiot. How did John Wooden, Because yeah, and we'll get back to the Final <laughs> Four, but you just brought this up. How did John Wooden get away with being a cheater? Sam Gilbert, everyone look it up. It's pretty factual. Yeah. And yet people talk about him like he's Jesus Christ superstar, like he is this infallible papal figure. And it's like, no, wait a second. He was doing stuff. Everyone does bring up the Sam Gilbert, though. Like he, people do always bring it up. I think it's not that he's dead. The thing about Wooden was he's like he is this like wise old kind of kindly old man. Mm hmm. So he wrote know, some good books. He wrote some books. He's got all these little truisms and stuff. But, but like, don't criticize me because I like watching dunks. No, like, oh. I, you know, like that's. The, but that's that's the you know. Oh, you just like the yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I really think it's pretty exciting. You know who I wish would come back? <laughs> Somebody dig up Tarkanian, yeah, get him yeah. back at UNLV. Run and gun, baby. Let's I, give me some more entertainment. I, because I'm sitting there on a on a on a night. If I have the rare time, I have time to watch sports. Oh, okay, siren. if I'm just gonna sit oh, down. My God. Yeah, siren it. But if you're gonna sit there, you go, okay, I got I can watch Virginia playing basketball, or I can watch the NBA, or I can watch a hockey game, or whatever. There's a 50 things I can watch. Why right. am I choosing to watch Virginia play basketball? I'll be like, I'll find something else. Is Look Tony it. Bennett a good coach? Yeah, he's definitely a good coach. So you do like him, you don't think he's fraudulent. What's the goal? Win the games. No, no, the goal is don't shit your diaper in the tournament. The goal is to win the games. You're at Virginia. You're at Washington State. That is the Stanford of the Beltway. Yeah, well, they're never any good. I know. So if you can get them to find, I don't care how you do it. If that's that, I have no problem with the results. If I was a Virginia fan, be totally happy with this. We never are good. There's no way Virginia is going to out athlete North Carolina and Duke and Florida. Like we're not getting those players. Well, so, hold on. Florida State. Leonard Hamilton. They have athletes. Though. I know, but Leonard Hamilton might be. Well, okay, they're maybe your third. The worst coach. How about that guy basketball. coaching the NBA, too? Someone thought. Unreal. I think he'd be good for NBA. I'm going to tell you, he's aged beautifully. He's a good looking they man. They said that Leonard Hamilton was 70. And <laughs> so, I, I didn't think he was day over 50. If Leonard Hamilton what? was at the Kroger today. 70. If Leonard Hamilton was at the Kroger, would you give it a pass? Yes. Or would you still be mad well, at him? Well, I respect any old man who can rock a, a, a fashion T-shirt yeah. with a blazer. Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Leonard Hamilton just, I couldn't believe he was 70. Because it was, I, I, he was old 20 years ago. Unbelievable. Do you know, uh, um, oh, who's the host? Of old, you okay? Who's the host of the CBS show? Um Steve Harvey? No, the oh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going with the gray suits. The CBS <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Tell you what, he could provide more than than, than Greg uh, Gumbel. Oh God, <laughs> Greg Gumble's seventy-two years old. I, I would have said fifty-five. He looks he wow. looks amazing. astounding. You know what'll do? Someone's that? like Greg Gumble, seventy-two. I'm like, wait, what? You know, like, what? hasn't he been on for like forty? I'm like, yeah, good point. I think part of it is you're filthy rich, <laughs> and you have one of these goofy. Cake jobs like Leonard Hamilton in Florida State. You'll never get fired. It's FSU. They don't even pay attention. You paid millions. You're out there wearing your little Gucci T-shirt and your blazer. Plenty of time to chill. You don't Sleep do any good. coaching. Who Sleep are we good at night? Right. What does Gumble do? They they take him out of mothballs. They have him host. I want to be him. The tournament. Yeah. I'll tell you who looks terrible is his brother. 
Brian. Yeah, he's stressed out. Is he okay? I don't know. He's like, he's doing like real sports. Brian looks, doing, it's like yeah. Indiana Jones. He's up the there in New York of, and trying to do all these investigative reports. And right. Greg's just like, hey, let's let's go to the brackets here. I'll have the lobster thermidor. <laughs> I'll set up Charles Barkley with yeah. a one-liner. Right. And then, yeah. Give me the brackets. Oh, and kick it to this asshole they got doing the, the little halftime jokes. The fake announcer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Average is not average. Uh, here's the other one. And then we'll get back to the final four. <laughs> Hold on. No, this is this is trust this is me. gonna uh, this is gonna rival the biggest behind the scenes podcast for off great. the rails. No, and I'm being serious about this, and I don't know the answer, and I don't want to be insensitive. But I thought Brian Gumble. I went, wow, is he ill? I I I don't know. But he, how about he does this? Look, he doesn't. He's not aging as well as his brother, but he's still you know he's better who, looking than me. So you know who I'm going to bring up here. Steve Harvey? No. (laughs) No. Think used to be upcoming voice of the tourney and then disappeared and signed a terrible deal with Fox. Gus Johnson? Is Gus okay? I saw a commercial (laughs) with (laughs) Gus. I haven't chatted with him lately. No. (laughs) Rise and fight. No, he used to. Like, Gus went from being young and like, this dude is a superstar, and then... All of a sudden, it was Indiana Jones with Sean Connery, Fountain of Youth, like where you aged in 10 <laughs> seconds. I feel like Gus is 60. Really? Is he okay? I don't know. I saw the commercial, I and I'm he's like... still doing a good job. He doesn't look healthy. Is he all right? I'm asking. How would I know? Because you're a luminary. <laughs> you know everybody in the media game. I like Gus Johnson games. All right, take me to Texas Tech. I know you hate watching Virginia. You can't like so watching So I can't that. tell you much about Virginia except they win. Yeah, Texas Tech is going to, def- you know. This Chris Beard is something else. Yeah, he's a great coach. They may have found lightning in a bottle, and I don't know if they can keep him in Lubbock. This dude, where did he come from? He was an assistant. I, I actually met him when he was assistant at, for Bob Knight at Texas Tech. Okay. And he was just, yeah, he's, he's, doesn't, he's just a regular dude. Like he doesn't he he doesn't come across when you're talking to him like he has no he doesn't have presence right mm-hmm. you're not he's not a former player he didn't have a I I I learned under this guy or he doesn't come he's just a regular guy okay he could be sitting in the office probably people recognize him now but other than that you wouldn't know yeah and he just carries himself but he's just a down to earth guy and he never got a good job because he doesn't fit that he doesn't sell. Doesn't sell, you know, like what, like Vanderbilt just hired Jerry Stackhouse to be the Vanderbilt coach after one year of the G League, right? Now, Amazing. okay, Stack was a great player, but it's like, boom, you just get a job. Like, he's the guy, he was coaching like minor league basketball, Juco, whatever he could get. And he gets this Little Rock, Arkansas job three or four years ago, and they go like 30 and three. That was him. He was at Little Rock, Arkansas, and they Shame beat. Me. I think they beat Purdue. Yeah, and 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 they had this great run. And then Vegas, they had him. They hired him, and he was there 19 days. And then Tech came in. Tubby Smith left to go to Memphis, and uh, Texas Tech came in and said, "We'll hire you." Uh, and he left after 19 days in Vegas. So this could be Vegas. He was smart to get out of. No, it could not be Vegas. It's uh, it's easier to recruit to Vegas than Texas Tech. It's just Texas Tech's paying three million dollars. Well, it just comes down to whether whether Chris Beard and I don't know this man or his ethical compass is he willing to cheat? You can't win clean at UNLV. It's not possible. He could get the players he has at Texas Tech. He could have gotten to that's UNLV. fair because like, a, like he doesn't this, need. He's not winning with anybody. Who's the kid? Well, hold on. The kid he got a grad transfer from what St. John's Absolutely. to go to Lubbock, Texas. You're it's right. It's easier to go to Vegas. You're right. He was there for Vegas, but here's the thing: he was like 43 years old and never made any money. He's got three kids. He's got an ex-wife, three kids. Oh, 
Uh, he, so he, he's you, he, we talked about this last time about guys. What's the motivation of people in jobs? Like fans think like a GM's going, I want to win a championship. No, they want another contract because sports jobs you don't make any money for a long time. Right. Then you so, hit your jackpot. Got to cash in. So here's a guy who has never made much money. Maybe never made. I guess one year at Arkansas, I'm sure he made six figures, but it's not a lot. No. Okay. So he's in his forties. He's been at 15 cities. Time he's got cash no in. cash. And all of a sudden, someone's saying, I'll give you $2 million to come to Lubbock. Mm, gotta do and it. he's going, hell, even if I lose my job, I get $8 million. So he takes that job. But if he had stayed at Vegas, if he had had some money, Vegas is going to pay him like a million. Anyone without money is going to grab it. He's He could absolutely do this at Vegas. So, he's, not getting, he's never getting great recruits to Lubbock. So what happens? Take me through MSU Texas Tech. I'm, I think if MSU hits shots, they they got the, like you just got to you got to hit shots. You, everyone watched this with Michigan. Michigan couldn't hit a basket. They will they will switch everything. They will they will jump passing lanes. They will defend and defend and defend. They will make they're tremendously athletic. How but, did he get a kid from Bologna, Italy, to go to Lubbock, Texas? Probably nowhere else to go. What are you talking about? That poor kid need to look at a map. I don't I, think they know. David Moretti, I believe, is his name. I remember uh, when the uh, Homer Drew, Scott Drew, and oh, uh, and and uh, uh, Bryce Drew's dad was at Valpo, and Scott Drew actually was the assistant, and he was getting all these Europeans. And his big thing was, you go over there, and they did you say we're going to go play? We're going to go play college. They like they don't know whether you're Kentucky or right. you're Valpo. <laughs> right. They show up in a dry <laughs> county in Indiana. He's like, we stopped recruiting Indiana because no one would come here. He says, we're getting all these kids from Italy and Germany. Yeah. They're like, yeah, come to America. Vitaly Potapenko. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. what. Uh, all right, so Virginia MSU then would be your pick. I think it's that. Take then. me through the final. It would be a pick in Vegas, by the way. Uh, One-point spread. Yeah, I don't know who wins that game. Oh, bullshit. You have I like Michigan opinion. State because I think they have the best player. I think I think Cassius Winston's the best player in the in the Final Four. They got an experienced coach. They they're uh, they got a great team. They got guys, different guys, step up. You're I mean, picking MSU to win a national championship. I I, I would totally expect them to win the national championship. Look I think they this. win the national championship. Look at this. I think it's like the bookend for Izzo. It's it's great for him. It 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 uh you know not to get all uh, you know sentimental or something, but it'd mean a lot for a guy that's. That's done a hell of a job in college basketball for a long time to come back and get that second one. He has to have it. it Without it, he doesn't get in the gentleman's club. You don't want to promote a book. You don't want to promote a column. I got. You're I got in the masters. All right. I, if you're a parent, I've got books coming out. Epic athletes for for your kids. Middle school books designed for middle school reader. They are uh, starting in May. We've got bio, sports biographies. Okay, we got Steph Curry and Alex Morgan, the soccer player, coming out in May. And then it's going to be an eight-book series, hopefully more. Uh, you know those little books you used to read, like little bi- sports bios, when you're in like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. What has happened to you? I'm I'm, I'm about promoting literacy. <laughs> <laughs> Go right. Listen, listen to me. You try selling a book to a to a man. You listen. Your audience. You, everyone listen to this. What was the last time you actually read a book and finished it? None of you. You're Vacation. all lying. Anyone Vacation. listen? Late February. One book. One book a year. I Forget it. I'm no. selling to kids now. I do a solid three or four books a year. Okay, well, you are a man of letters. Yeah, but no, go write me more to scandal shit. Go get me wow. more of the old Dan. What is this? I'm what are you doing? Highlights grade, Magazine? Yeah. We got, we got Tom Brady coming. We got... 
right LeBron, right one Lionel Messi, Serena. Uh, I can't compete. Kevin Durant. You're, you'll be in the broadcaster section yeah. when we get to that. Yeah, it'll be a real pantheon. <laughs> Epic athletes. <laughs> Where do people pick that up? Your kid, uh, Amazon, I don't know. It's not out yet. Mid-May. You can buy it now. Pre-order right, on so, Amazon. So basically, I will have you back before I will get football. You, I will get your kid to put down Fortnite for like five seconds. They probably pick it back up. Well, I have two dogs, goal. and neither of them have thumbs. Yeah, you're so useless. Fortnite's out of the question. Well, crowd. I, I, I'm in for my kid. No more Fortnite. I'm no in. No more Fortnite. Now, here's what I'd like to do before football season. We're going to have Dan back. David, you're going to review Zero Chaser, Zero Filter. I want you to review a couple of these in front of Dan. Sure. Oh, no problem. We'll get we'll get some shipped over to the station. This thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I will enough. be kind. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All right, thanks for listening. And I will tell you, it would mean the world to David. Uh, not me, because I know most of you just want to anger me. But to David, if you would go to iTunes or Radio.com and review and rate. But subscribe. Pass it on. You know what your mom needs? No, not a divorce from your dad. Your mom needs Always Aggravated. Put it on her phone. Come on, help us out. And we'll talk to you next week.